0: podcast is part of the sports
1: social podcast network it's john gibbons here for a special Anfield wrap and i'm joined by lizzie doyle but also chris kirkland who former liverpool goalkeeper and now is launched a, 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 an app called Yappo, which is focused on on mental health and so chris first of all welcome back Thank to the Anfield wrap it must <laughs> said, great to be here yeah yeah, we were just laughing about uh, you on a few years ago. When the studio was slightly different to what it is now. It
2: was, yeah. So I had to bend down getting up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit bit cramped in that place, but this is brilliant. This this is uh, great setup.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's good to see it again, and it's um, it's it's nice of you to come in and talk about Yapper, but also a little bit about sort of your journey and, and and your journey with your own mental health that's led you to wanting to do the app. Um yeah. But we'll start with the app itself, and we want to talk about about that. It's it's called Yapper, and it's it's focused on engaging better online, would you say, and engaging better with each other in, in a kind of a social media style. But instead of chasing likes and focusing on exactly, things yeah. we haven't got, looking at, at supporting each other. Yeah. Anymore.
2: Well, listen. First, first of all, I when my story came out, I think it was two thousand seventeen. Jack Knowles, who is the founder, he's his brain shot. Char- you know, he's the he's the brains behind it all. He contacted me and said, "Look, I've read your story. Um, I'd love to come up and meet you. I've got a great idea for an app." Would you be interested in doing it? So he come up to, we met at a hotel in near Manchester, got on great, you know, straight away clicked, um, told me his ideas, says, yeah, listen, you know, how do you want me to help with it? He says, well, I just want you to, you know, give us your ideas, what we can do to make things better, you know, obviously publicise it as well um, and, and be on board with us all the way and, you know, love what he said and, and it took off from there. So it's his, As I said, it's his idea. Uh, I've just been lucky enough to to help him with with certain stuff and and to get it out there to the public as well. But it is, it's not about likes or photos. You can't do any of that on it. There's zero tolerance on on trolls. You know, anyone puts anything negative or nasty on there, they're straight away, they're banned from it. Um, So it is about communication, um, which, you know, social media these days, is you know, it can be, for for things like this, it can be brilliant because you can get this, publicise things that, that help people but the other side of it we know it's nasty and it can be cruel so jack wanted to go down somewhere different where there was no likes or photos and he's, he's come up with a great idea and there's an update due soon with a lot more features and then there's one during the new year as well so and then it should be just about done then
1: so i mean you mentioned there that the reason that the jack reached out to you in the first place um, if you don't mind can we talk a little bit mm-hmm. about about your mental health journey and is it was it something you have kind of struggled with for a long time, or was it something that this, that came sort of later in, in your well, career?
2: I, yeah, like 2012. So when I left Wigan, I, I, I never I moved up here in 2001 to the northwest uh, with Leo and my wife. Now who's my girlfriend back then. Um, you know, we've been together twenty odd years, and moved up and everything was fine. I was at Liverpool for five years, so we lived in a house fifteen minutes to Liverpool, and then I moved to Wigan, which is it was the same. We were yeah. in the same house. So everything was great, you know, I knew my routine, knew everything like that, I knew where I'd been, knew I'd be home every night, more or less, apart from when we were playing games. And then I moved to Sheffield Wednesday from Wigan, didn't want to leave Wigan, felt great there, I was captain. But you know, we know football, sometimes the manager goes different routes, which is which is fine. Um, and I ended up going to Sheffield Wednesday and I signed for them in the May, um, before the end of the season, whilst still Wigan. And uh, I was excited, brilliant, everything like that. And then, so I had about 10 weeks before start of pre-season. So I was, I was, you know, buzzing Sheffield Wednesday, massive club, huge club, brilliant club. But then, the, as the week started creeping closer to pre-season, I started getting a bit anxious, thinking, you know, about the travelling and being away, and you know, most people know from here to Sheffield's a nightmare to get there. Yeah. You know, it's not far at all, but yeah. over Woodhead, over Snakes Pass, <laughs> it's a nightmare. So I started thinking about that, and and then near the time, it just, you know, I was panicking big time, and I didn't want to go in for the first day of pre-season. Went there. Struggled, you know, getting home. I was thinking I won't get home till like six, seven at night, which I know people do, you know, and they work and stuff like that. And but I'd just always been a home bird, and I started to struggle, really struggle, um, traveling and getting stuck in traffic and worrying about getting home, missing Lucy. She was growing up; she, you know, she was six, and mm. you know, where she wanted a dad and stuff like that. So it started getting on top of me, and then you know, straight away I said, look, I can't do this. And and at, we were advised at the time to say it was Leona that I had a problem and I needed to be at home. So I was going to walk away from the contract after three or four weeks, it less than that when I first started. And then there was all sorts of rumours going around that Leona had an illness and stuff like that, which made things worse. I was yeah. thinking, wow, why don't I just come out and say it's me? But back then, you, you just didn't do that because there was yeah. no talk of it at all. I uh, wish I'd have done it now 100%, yeah, because I'm not ashamed or embarrassed or anything. But back then, it was a bit of, I weren't too sure how I was going to be taken by the club, who were brilliant, by the way. The, the, you know, So I stuck at it, went back, Got into it a bit more, but it was always a, it was always an issue through my three years there. Uh, even though Sheffield Wednesday were brilliant and Andy Rhodes, the goalie coach, he knew there was an issue, didn't delve too much into it, mm. uh, but he gave me extra days at home and stuff like that and cool downs. I didn't have to travel all the way over to do a half-hour cool down. So, they, I mean, they managed it brilliantly, but it started to really drag me down, yeah, uh, being away from home. And then in uh, 2015, they offered me another deal um, I, was gonna, I wasn't gonna, was going to sign it, but I went in to, to sign it. I knew I wasn't going to sign a deal. I was in my training kit, done all my, all the fat tests, all the testing and all that, and going upstairs to sign a contract, and I'd, I just said, look, I can't sign this. I need to get home. Um, I need to be nearer to home. And left, which was hard because it was a brilliant club. And it really, apart from everything else, you know, the people there was, was fantastic. But I knew I needed to get closer to home and thought that would solve things. You know, I went to. I said I I was only gonna. I was gonna walk away from football. I was only gonna sign for someone local. Um, Preston come up, so I thought, great, this this will solve everything. This and it didn't because I was, I suppose, that far gone with my mental health, and uh, I didn't know how to reverse it. I thought that would reverse it, but it didn't, Mm. and I just kept slipping further and further away until I reached to to the PFA. And it was two thousand yeah, two thousand and sixteen. Reached to the PFA and uh, got help. But didn't get the proper help I needed, so I got help thought I was better, Um, finished football uh, and then obviously adapting to life after football was tough, you know, um, doing stuff, you're not used to that routine for 20 odd years and then all of a sudden that stopped, so I found that difficult, found myself slipping back again and then three, four months ago, um, knew I had to do something, I was in Portugal on a golfing holiday, didn't want to go. Um, knew I'd end up coming home flew home got out there and literally flew on the next day and, and said to Leona look I need you know I need to go away and she knew as well she knew that things were slipping backwards and she didn't want it to go back to what it was so I went I found I rang the PFA up and obviously the sporting chances is a big thing with the PFA but it's it's miles away it's down down. I don't even know where. it's down south somewhere so the thought of me going there and being that far away from home again started to make me panic and I thought I can't do that you know, you go there and I believe they take the phones off you for, for a few days. So there's no contact with that. And I didn't want that. I, mm. I, didn't, I didn't want to not speak to Lucille because I don't think that's... You don't go home and not speak to, you know, your wife or your daughter. Yeah. So I, I, we, we Googled places and found a place in North Wales, Colwyn Bay, Parkland Place, and um, went there. Went to have a look at it and, and went straight in. You know, the, this was like the day after. Wow. And another thing with Sporting Chance was it, it was like, it was going to be like a three-month wait to get in there and I thought I can't wait that long. No. So I went in this place the day after and it was the best thing i ever done. And and sitting here now as I am, I feel fantastic. I wish I'd have done it three or four years ago. Um, so yeah, all the staff at Parkland Place and, and I believe now the PFA are going to start using that place as well, which is great.
1: So what kind of things did they help you with? I know there's only so much you well, can talk Well, I mean, about. listen. There's
2: people in there for all sorts. You know, yeah. I was in there for my mental health. There's people in there for obviously addictions to yeah. cocaine, but it all leads back to depression to to mental health because you know nobody wakes up one day and thinks, well, "I'm going to take a cane." You do it for a reason, or mm. you know, the, the, some of the stories in there were, was was I mean, there was one there was one person in there that um, you know he got told his daughter wouldn't live past. 10 years old and he started obviously doing stuff. And, and so when you listen to people's stories, it really hits home. So they just, t- they, they try and just rationalise things. You know, they try and they strip you back to where it all began. So obviously the wigging thing come up for me, never really dealt with that. So they help you to deal with that. And then if I've got to be away from home or whatever, you know, they try and rationalise things and try and strip you down and build you back up. I mean, what they do is just incredible.
0: And I just want to pick up on um, something you said there, Chris, about, yeah. um, when when you were, did you say you were like advised to say that there was something mm. with Leona? That Do you think that would happen now? No. Obviously there's uh, been such a shift, hasn't there? There's been, people are more open to talking about mental health. And how did you feel when that was the advice you were given rather than someone, you know, patting you on the back and saying, come on, it's okay to open up and say it's, I'm struggling with Well, I,
2: I didn't tell anyone it was me. So the, the only one that knew was Leona. So I didn't tell anyone. So if I'd have told other people then, you know, but then, I, we saw, you know, we were advised, there was only one person that knew and, and they sort of advised us to say, well, will go down this route but I wish now I wouldn't have done and, and, and I don't think it would would it happen? Probably it might do. It all depends on, on the person or player it happens to now. If they wanted it out there, they might not but I think now you've got a much better chance of, of clubs realising that it is the players that have got. And, and by the way, also, you know, because Leona was affected as well so you've got a duty of care now. The PFA don't just look after uh, and this place I went to, don't just look after me. Leona went down, Lucy went down. You know, it's a whole family thing as well. Um, but yeah, I wish I'd had come out from the start and looking back now, but again, it, it just wasn't talked of back then. You know, it was it was seen as a weakness.
0: And when you went to Parkland Police this year, yeah. um, when you started to feel yourself maybe, I don't know, struggling with your mental health yeah. again, um, did you feel from, obviously, the help that you got last time at the PFA helped you to recognise, I don't know, triggers to go something needs to be done and I'm going to stop it before it gets any exactly, worse. Exactly,
2: yeah. Yeah, I felt myself withdrawing again, not wanting to go out, you know, not not putting the phone on silent, not picking it up all day or, you know, not wanting to call people back. So I felt myself slipping back, yeah. So I knew I had to and then not wanting to go away on a golfing holiday and stuff like that, just wanting to be at home, shut the door, shut the curtains. Yeah, I knew that I had to go and get help and, and did and thankfully this place was, was a godsend for us and for my family as well.
1: You mentioned, obviously, your family a lot and how mm. close you are. And even a Sheffield Wednesday, you've said what a great club it was yeah. and things like that. Does that almost kind of make it harder in a way to kind of figure it out in your mind because, you know... People say it about footballers all the time. Oh, well, what have you got to be the best mm-hmm. of? But it sounds like a lot in your life was was really really good. Obviously, you had a, you had a football club that that you say say it was a brilliant place to work. You know, when you got there, your family, you, you yeah. loved, you were so close. Did that sort of in a way make it more difficult? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It did. I mean, and then we lost. I lost a good friend. You know, I was driving up to to see him. Leona's best friend, who they grew up with years ago, it was her husband, Callum, and. He, he, we went on holiday in 2012 to America and, and when we come back from there he started having problems and he ended up uh, dying in 2016 and I was driving up to see him to say goodbye and didn't get there in time. And then my dog after 14 years, I'm a big dog, crazy dog lover, and my dog of 14 years died the same week. So all of a sudden they would add things to add to it as yeah. well, and it just sent me yeah sent me sent me nearly over the edge. Um, but everyone's got their own issue. Like you know people say oh you shouldn't be struggling, they're nonsense. You know I don't I don't listen to any of that sort of stuff because people have got money they should be fine. That's rubbish. Yeah. You know sometimes it brings more problems. Um, so but yeah I don't, uh, you know since I've come since I've spoke about it there's not been I've not had one negative thing. The only thing I was worried about was Lucy at school. Because um, you know kids can be cruel and stuff like that, and but she, she we sat her down and, and they explained it to her, and she she said, "Listen, I'm fine at school. You know, get all your help you need, and, and I'll be fine." So she was. As soon as she said that, that was it. I mean, my mind was made up.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting here we talk about about things that trigger you and stuff, and, and, and coming a little bit later because I think I remember being sort of young, sort of late teens, early 20s, and just not really understanding depression yeah. and being a little bit almost kind of flippant about it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Or if you're sad, you know, do do this kind of thing. And it was only later when, when things happened in my life or, or things happened to people close to me, I sort of was able to kind of try and then understand it because yeah. for, for a while, if... If if things are, if things are good or you haven't suffered from it, it is it is a difficult thing to kind of to get your head around, isn't it? It
2: is it is it, it, unless you, you know, as I say unless you go through it. I mean, you know, I, I was always one where if I remember going back a few years before I went to Sheffield. So when I was at Wigan, when things were great, and you know, I would always I, I always used to say like if somebody said, "Well, you've got to stop doing this or this will happen," you know, if you've got to stop smoking, or somebody says you're gonna you're gonna die, you do it. You know, it's easy to do, but mm-hmm. now looking back, it, it's not. Mm. you know it's not easy to do something like that and it's not easy to get out of a cycle of when you're going through mental health at all so I mean I was yeah I was very naive to that until I went through it and then I I, I thought Jesus I used to say that sort of stuff yeah and and you you think wow it's so easy you know people get into difficult situations and can't get out of it sometimes and, and that's the that's the sad thing but that's why trying to do what we do and with this app as well hopefully it can help a lot of people
1: so the app, in terms of the functionality, um, there's a local help call button on yeah. there that, that people can get in touch. But also, it's clever in that it spots your cycles as well. So yes. if there's, I think, is it three negative messages, then yeah, someone will...
2: make contact. You can set your screen tone. And, and then, obviously, the update's coming out where there's going to be a meditation thing on there as well. And then there's going to be um, one where you can find out your local to go to mental health wellbeing sessions in different places. So that's going to be on there in the next update. And then there's another update coming in the new year Um, but yeah I mean as I said it's not you know (laughs) there's no photos or anything like that which I think is brilliant and no likes so the more people that start using it and some people might think oh it's basically it's just texting it's not that at all there's so much going to be on there to help people
1: and it's growing already it's been downloaded I believe in over 60 countries it is must
2: make you proud it's going great I mean you know again Jack's Jack's the one pushing all that I'm trying to help as much as I can but it's the first birthday on November no December in December so we had the launch last year so it's coming up to the first but yeah I mean it's going it's going great guns and there's a lot of people interested in it and hopefully it'll only get bigger
1: I think that shows the fact that it's grown so much, and I didn't realize it was so young. That's incredible. Yeah. Just shows that there is an appetite out there for this. Because look, we like communicating on our phones. Mm. We like, you know, keeping in touch with people who maybe you can't see every day. But you know, there is obviously something negative around, yeah. you know, the, the way we currently do it. That the that meets us enough of a demand for it's
2: it. It's about as you say. You can set your tone, so I'll, yeah. I'll know if you know. Say, Lizzie set, sets a tone as a bit depressed today or you know anxious and I can you'll be able to see that so then you can send them a text saying yeah. you're okay you know because you, normally you don't you wouldn't know would you no you wouldn't know at all so I think that idea is brilliant and and, and a lot of people are using that to set the so I do it a lot Jack does it a lot and the people using it are doing it now to see how they're feeling and then being able to see that and obviously if they post three negative ones and they get you know somebody ring them and get help and stuff like that so I think it's genius what it's done
0: it's a it's a non-judgmental space as well that's what I quite like about it it must be quite scary maybe for someone for the first time doing it to go on and 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 say to the friends this is how I'm feeling in a way even if it's not with so many words but you know yourself and Jack created it both both male the majority of our listeners and subscribers are male and this is the biggest killer in in males of a certain age group suicide and it's 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 not it's not talked about enough and Yapper can create a space for for men and anyone and women, anyone yeah. of any age, to go on and, and talk about how they feel and not be judged for it.
2: Yeah, you spot on. You spot on, and that's why, as I said, when Jack Rangers and come up with the idea, it, there is it needed something like that because the way social media is, is and still is going, let's not let's face it, it can be so cruel at times and bad. So, whether we can transfer people to delete them accounts, I, I doubt it. But if they can add this one to it and, and start using it and get more and more and think, actually, I feel better when I'm using this and not getting judged, then then that's what we're doing it for.
0: And you know, when you said before, you, you reached out to the PFA and mm. you, you had a lot of help from the PFA. Just on, say, I don't know, nowadays with the PFA, do you think there's enough in place for footballers now um, to be able to be comfortable to go to an organisation or to go to their club? Is there enough in place for these quite quite young lads to go and say I'm struggling and I need some help or is there, the more that should be done to help Oh them?
2: there's always more that can be done but it, it is getting there I was down at the PFA conference last week down at uh, St George's for the mental well, well-being they have one every year and when it for four years ago there was 100 I think it was 140 players reached out so either former or current players and now it's up to like 680 players that are, are asking for help so the PFA are doing a lot more but they know they've got a lot more to do as well but I keep saying when I, when I first come out and spoke it wasn't for other footballers yeah. you know, it wasn't for the football world yes it was but it was for general public yeah. general society it wasn't for that it was just so because I was involved in football it allowed me to get it out there on a platform because obviously you know, football is one of the most wo- world watched uh, sports in the world but it wasn't for football reasons at all
1: Okay, um, so people can download it now. Obviously, there's the updates coming up as well. So yeah. you, you've got big plans for it. Uh, I know there's not everything that you won't necessarily reveal today, but yeah. big plans for it about about kind of added functionality and and just kind of people getting you know more even more from the after yeah. than you can now.
2: Then we're getting we're getting a lot of intro, I mean, I'm meant to be going out to Trinidad in in December and doing a coaching course out there. Uh, a co- coaching I've been asked to do coaching out there and the mental wellbeing centre as well. after. Wow. And they emailed the other day saying they want to launch the apper out there in Trinidad and Tobago Please. and the Caribbean and stuff like that. So, you know, Australia, America and, and all them countries, yeah. So they're all they've all seen the plans, um, what Jack's got and yeah, they're all very impressed with it.
0: And you know, when you look back at your time now, so those couple of years that you spoke about between, two, what was it, about 2015,
2: two, was it? Yeah, so it started in 2012, but it got bad around 2014 to 16, yeah.
0: So those few years which, you know, you probably felt that like you couldn't see a way out, so it was mm. really dark even again this year when you felt it. Do you look at Yappa and just just feel so proud that actually something so amazing has come out of your experience that can just go on to help so many other people as well
2: yeah, I do yeah yeah, and, and like I said I don't do it for that gratitude or anything like that I do it because I was in a bad place got help somebody helped me and that, and that's what I want to give now and I'm lucky enough fortunate enough to be in a, p- a position where if, if we speak people will listen because of the platform we have got through, through football which is great that's why I said sometimes social media can be used for the good and that's why we're doing that with this
0: Great, I think it's brilliant, and it's available on all app stores.
2: All app stores, it's free, free to download. Yeah, it's on Android, iOS. I'm, I'm useless with technology, <laughs> it's it's on it's on everything. Yeah, free to download, and, and the next couple of updates are gonna be gonna be great.
1: Brilliant. We couldn't get you down here without asking yes. you a little bit about football as <laughs> yes. well. Obviously, first of all, we'll, we'll ask you about the goalkeepers because I'm interested to ask you about both of them at the yep. moment. But uh, first of all, just the Reds at the moment, eight Top. from eight, absolutely ticking in the league, looking good,
2: looking great. Yeah, looking great. Um, yeah, people are saying, "Is this?" I, 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 I do. I think we'll win it this year. I do. It's going to be tough, obviously, and you've got to get luck with injuries and stuff like that, but we just we look so strong defensively more than anything as well and then we know what the attackers can do you know we know we've got goals all over the team but um defensively we've got probably got the best unit in the league yeah and i just yeah I just I, I find it very difficult to think that we're going to lose a few games this season the mm-hmm. way we're playing but it can happen it can, you know it can happen but so but Jürgen, one thing with Jürgen, I mean, I've been lucky enough to go down to the training ground, see in the training. He's so focused on the next game. He won't let them think about three games down the line or four games down the line. He's so focused on the next game, whether that's a cup game or a league game or whatever, Champions League. So we've got a brilliant manager that, that knows his stuff. And if anyone can guide us there, he can. Um,
1: on the goalkeepers then, and Adjian, first of all, because you've been a substitute goalkeeper, mm-hmm. obviously been the first choice as well. So how how sort of full of admiration are you for him for the fact that he's he came into a club thinking if he back up, suddenly he's he's thrown in there. It's a it's a super cup, it's with a team he doesn't really know, a defence he doesn't really know. He's done brilliantly, hasn't he?
2: No pre season. Yeah, yeah. Weren't with a club, you know, not been training, I think he's only training a couple of weeks. So he's done unbelievable, you know, and yes, he's he's been at West Ham, so he knows the league and stuff, but still coming to a club like Liverpool yeah. he's tenfold compared to, you know, no disrespect to West Ham. So he's come with big, big pressure. Didn't expect to play, obviously, as soon as he did. Um, But he's come and he's done incredibly well. You know, he's done brilliant. He's done everything that he's asked. He's had big contributions in games that have helped us to win games as well. It's not as though he's gone in and it's been really quiet and he's not had a lot to do. He's had stuff to do. John Acterberg and and Jack Robinson deserve a lot of credit for getting him up to speed as well. The other guy, I went down there a couple of weeks ago and watched training and it's so intense. You know, they work their socks off. Andy Lonigan's there as well. So, you know, I know Loner's... Um, he's fitted in well then you've got Craveen the young lad and Grabar so the goalkeeping setup is as strong as it's been in a long long time and uh, it's all credit to, as I say to John acterberg for identifying them and then obviously for the club for going out and paying quite a bit of money for Alisson but Adrian deserves a lot of credit and if Alisson does come back in this week I, I don't think he'd have on any illusions when he did sign I'm sure I got told when I signed that I'd be number two to Jersey to learn off him to watch the way he works and when your chance is there try and take it so I think he'd have been under no illusions that both fit. Then Alisson's you know, the number one because of what he did last year and, you know, what he can hopefully do for the next ten years. But it's great knowing that Adrian's there as a backup now.
1: But hopefully it is the main fellow back this weekend against Man United, and you know if Liverpool, play Liverpool wasn't a formidable task enough, then suddenly you've got the you know one of the world's best keepers coming back in as well. He's been he's been incredible for Liverpool, and
2: he has time. yeah. And again, I keep going back to to John. I, I seen something the other day that John Atterbury's getting finally getting the recognition yeah. he deserves, and and I think that's brilliant because he is literally the first in and the last out of the building. He works his socks off. He's never stops. And he's improved Alisson since... When Alisson first called me, he was good, very good. But I think he's improved a lot since he's been doing the training with John Ackterberg and obviously training with the Liverpool players as well. So John Ackterberg deserves a lot of credit. But yeah, Alisson's... I mean, I, I went down and watched a few sessions and one session he did was... I just come away purring. I went home and said to them, <laughs> I've just seen the best goalkeeping display I've ever seen in training. I know it's tra- people say, well, it's just training, but he was incredible. And, and I went away thinking, wow, we've got a hell of a keeper. And that was about... That was last season, so that was about three or four months into last season. So knew he was going to get better just by that session. So we're lucky, but I'd say the, the goalkeeping department's very strong.
1: Yeah, a little shout out for, for the third goal he's played this weekend, the weekend, sorry, this season so far. Eric yeah, Kelleher. Kelleher. I mean, yeah. he did great, didn't he? He
2: did great. I've seen a lot of him for, over the last couple of years for the 18s and, and the 23s. Young lad, very confident. They got high hopes for him. Um, I think you've seen that because he he's been on the bench when Alisson has been injured. So they have got high hopes for him. Obviously, Grabara's out and low it Huddersfield as well. So, yeah, I keep saying we're very strong in that area.
1: So, I mean, you say we a lot, which is great for me to mm. for you to hear as a sort of a Liverpool fan. You, I mean, it's been a while since you played for Liverpool mm. now. I mean, it, those years are kind of you know ticking along, but it's yeah. obviously I know you've been involved more recently, especially with the, with the women's team yeah. and things like that. But you obviously still feel a huge connection with oh. the club and still feel part of the family. I guess I do.
2: I mean, my first game was when I was eight, at Anfield. So standing, standing then in, then days <laughs> in the cop, we used to come up on the bus from Hinckley. It used to take about six hours, but when wow. well, I mean, my mum and dad could afford it, yeah. So my first game was in the eighties and yeah look you know my daughter's in the academy under 14 she's a goalkeeper she's obsessed with it so we're down you know at the academy most nights of the week watching them train and I just love doing a lot of stuff for the club you know watching the 18s the 23s doing the tv I'm doing the tv on Saturday for their game so I, I just I just think it's a, a, a brilliant club to be involved in you know it's so passionate and it's gave me a lot and I want to give a lot back now as well
1: so it's amazing to think there might be another Kirkland London goal in a well, few well. Well, don't be, you, yeah,
2: obviously. I hope so. I hope she's doing well. She's doing well. She's you know, i sort of leave her to it. She um if she if she comes and asks us for advice or extra sessions, I'll do it obviously, but I'd just like to let her get on with it and she enjoys it. She's just been picked for Lancashire as well. Great. So she's she's doing really well, but as long like I just say to listen, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it as much as you can, you do that and you'll play better. So she's she's doing fine.
0: Just done it, just done Lucy playing mm. for um is it did you say the under
2: fourteen? Under 14s yeah.
0: What what did she think when she watched the Women's World Cup this year? Oh, because I, when I grew up, when I was Lucy's age, I, I didn't have women to necessarily not, not look up to. They weren't there. They weren't on the telly. They weren't there for me to watch. I was always, watch Liverpool, the men, the 11 yeah. men on the pitch. And that's who I've grown up to love. And it's only recently that I've started... You know, being, and I'm holding my hands up, being a bit more interested in the women's game, but the women's world cup completely opened oh. my eyes. But well, I can't imagine what it's like for a young girl who plays in goal for Liverpool mm-hmm. as an under 14s keeper. To watch those women on the biggest stage, it must have been amazing. She watched every
2: game. She was obsessed. She's obsessed with football. Like you come down in the mornings, and she'll be watching saves from different keepers and different games. And she's so dedicated with her training. But I mean, we go to watch the women's because they get invited down there. Obviously, all the all the academy age groups do. So any game she can watch, she watches it and, and she studies both women's and men's football. And I just think it's brilliant. Like you said, the World Cup was 11 and a half million watching England games, yeah. you know, the highest. It's huge. It was It's brilliant. And hopefully it'll carry on. She keeps asking that saying, do you think it'll keep getting bigger and bigger? Like, because they're excited. Of you know, because they're four, 13, 14. They're thinking, well, it could be even bigger when we, you know, hopefully get to the first team which will be tough, obviously, but the more it can grow, the better. And Barclays are on board with it now. They're sponsoring yeah. it as well. So that's a great sponsor. But it's just getting the crowds down there. That, that That's the thing, trying to get the crowds down there. And, you know what was it? I think uh, is there a sellout at Wembley? I've just read for the, yeah, lionesses. the, for the lionesses, which if is a, which sold is Wembley, unreal. and yeah. it's it, it the highest attendance ever in a Huge. game of football, isn't it? And it's only—is it a friendly as well?
0: I'm not too sure, but considering that ju- the, the uh, men's teams yeah. don't even sell it out sometimes, yeah. I think when I saw that it was amazing, it
2: brilliant. I mean, uh, imagine that! Imagine that with the women going down to Wembley, and because that—that would have never been thought of. You, you know, five uh. even. Th- Three years ago, would it? Yeah. Never yeah. been thought of at all, but and now...
0: It's not a pity party no. either, that's what I like, because, the like I say, is- I didn't have that when I was growing up. I didn't have these these women to watch. No. They weren't there for me to no. see. And and now, like, I see these young girls. Yeah. Uh, Andy in our office takes his young daughter. She goes and gets a picture taken at the end with yeah. all the players. And, and Vicky Jepsen, the manager, comes over. And I, I just love what's happening with the women's game yeah. now. And it, it's just so nice to hear yeah. that your daughters um, getting hopefully what is the best of it or or should I say the start of it anyway hopefully
2: I mean I've been as I said I was at Liverpool Women's and their dedication is incredible in in some ways but the men they just they're obsessed with it they want to train they want to they're asking for information how to make themselves better Vicky's done a brilliant job she's so knowledgeable in the game lucky enough to work with her Um, but yeah the, the women are just so focused on getting better it's brilliant, and and for the, you know the, the, a lot of the academies go down and watch them train. Vicky gets them down; she goes down and watches them train. So it's all it's all together, and it has to be that way. It has to be you know from for me it's from top to bottom because if the top of the pile do it, the rest will follow. And and Vicky's certainly keen on that, having worked with the foundation, the younger age groups as well. So we're in good hands there. Great,
1: Great stuff. Uh, huge thanks to Chris for coming in, and talking oh, to always. us about yeah. i had a little bit about the Reds, obviously, and obviously to Lizzie as well for joining and producing. Uh, that's been a very special and that.